Never hated somebody so much. Yeah, seriously. Fucking man. Fucking call yourself the commissioner and just keep making up these dumb rules. You're making using the Atlantic League as an experiment. Let's move the rubber back, but let's not give you the DH. Man, Manfred is, is every day he's coming up with a new new idea to ruin this fucking game that, you know, like Evan just said, they completely butchered Jackie Robinson Day. Just because you put 42 on your jersey, which is a good idea, but you got to do more than that. They, they you, need to, you need to have the patches on the jersey. You should have his name on the back of the jersey. Seventh inning stretch should be a fucking montage video of him on every goddamn scoreboard. Um, like there's come on I just thought of that right in this moment there's so many things that it can fucking do the grass should have the fucking badge on it like yeah. <sighs> what about like asking the players interviewing the players like a montage of the players yeah what it means to them what he means to them is you know on Martin Luther King Day they ask uh, NBA players you know when I watch the net game on Martin Luther mm-hmm. King they always ask the net players you know what does MLK mean to him I mean to that individual, and then they talk about it, and a montage during the during the game, and then they mean something. It, it, it's, yeah, it's all that that's also that's also a good idea to branch into you know other sports marketing. Ask you know LeBron about you know fuck LeBron. I just do a name out, all right? I'll <laughs> well, take a better name, and I won't curse. Let him finish this point, Evan. Yep. Don't, don't tell me what to do, Donald. Yeah, I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> You know, God ask athletes, ask athletes from other from other sports. You know what? You know what they think of. You know what, what they thought of what Jackie Robinson accomplished. Try to get into the other fan bases that well, you might need, not be paying that much attention because obviously you need to talk paying to the fans to as well. Though the fans yeah. should be involved in this. How many people are on Twitter every day talking about baseball? Millions, millions oh, yeah. of people. There should be a hashtag Jackie Robinson Day event where all the fans write in whatever, what their favorite moment is or what he means to them or something like that. And then yeah. they pick one person for each team. And then during the broadcast of that game, they show what the person wrote or what the person said or what the person did on a video. And you would have, you know, all, all these fans and it would be something really cool that you could look forward to every year. Go, oh, maybe I'll get on it next year. They don't even attempt to do that. It's not that hard to do. Because they're terrible at marketing. You brought up basketball. They know how to market. And NFL, they know how to market. Well, because the you know? players market themselves. Right. And they don't let them do that in baseball. The slightest little thing on your cleat and you're going to get fined. You know, Clint Frazier's so bat. <laughs> yeah. Like little, we talked about this before. Little things like that can really help the sport grow to a different audience. And they don't want to do it because the commissioner is an idiot. And he's only focusing on stupid rule changes that nobody wants instead of growing his sport that's kind of dying off slowly which is literally his job to make the owners more money and he's doing it poorly because he's not listening to whoever you know has ideas for how to market it better how can you market a game where you which you don't like the commissioner doesn't like exactly. the game. It is so every, and every year they're changing it yeah, it does. It doesn't need change. It, they don't need all these stupid changes. You know who would be a, a hilarious commissioner? George W. Bush. <laughs> oh yeah, I would. He would be funny as fuck. He was a great Texas Rangers owner who gets no credit for what he did. No, he was good. I liked him as Texas Rangers owner. Uh, did he go bankrupt? 
Who gives a shit? He loves baseball. I didn't say he's a good baseball manager of a team, but he fucking loved his team. He loves the game. Yeah. No, he would be the opposite of man shits because at least, you know, yeah, he might bankrupt the sport, but still does. <laughs> it would be good for us fans. Just give us, just give us Bush for one press conference. I just need it for one press conference. And yeah, they can... I completely agree. But I mean, as for Manfred, I mean, look at some of the things he wants to do. So he wants to find a way of talking about with the DH and the starting pitching thing in order to promote starters going longer. The reason why starters don't go longer anymore is nothing to do with an okie bullshit about a DH. It's because analytics pretty much has has told you that you shouldn't have your pitcher face a batter a third time round, batting order a third time round. So they're trying. That's why we, we get the starters taken out after six innings a lot of the time. Um, and that's why they get the bullpen involved because you don't want um, a starter facing the order a, a third time round. So, you know, a lot of the things that he's trying to fix is something that analytics has kind of... These are the problems they create. Team. It's analytics has changed a lot of the issues that he's trying to fuck about with. So if you want to fucking address something and address the, the fact that analytics has completely controlled the game, that is what you need to fix. Well, moving the mound back a foot is going to drastically change the analytics for the pitchers and possibly the hitters. The timing is going to be different, obviously. And by the time the ball gets to the, to the plate, it's going to be slower. It will. Well, so my, my point is maybe a pitcher who throws 100 isn't going to be throwing 100 now because of the distance. Yeah, then they'll be complaining. Exactly, so that's the point. Yeah. Right. So it's going to fuck a person's career because he might have a, 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 a say a mid-90s fastball with plenty of movement on it, right? But if you add an extra foot, it's a couple of miles an hour shorter and then you can read the movement quicker and he's going to get tattooed and he's going to be out of the league. Yeah, especially a guy who throws low 90s and has to rely on, you know, location and stuff. If you're throwing a pitch that's slow, if you have a longer time to throw it, they're going to see it better, like Donald just explained. Yep. So you, you can hit a, you can hit a slow curveball rather easily because it loops down into you and you have the timing. The reason it's hard is because the timing's so off. These are people's careers they're fucking with, man. Yeah, that's the worst part about it. Yep. For a fun, they're not doing it as a as a public. They're trying to make a career out of it, and he's fucking about with a career. There's going to be some starters that are gonna um not going to be taken seriously because their numbers are going to shoot up because of that extra. Pick, I can guarantee, and it's not fair on them. And it's also midway through the season. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna fuck about with it. There's gonna be in the Atlantic League, so it's crazy. Crazy what well, the, well, the Atlantic League, the, you know, it hasn't started yet, but, you know, that, that's almost besides the point because they shouldn't really just be – they shouldn't mess with it at all. Market your plays better. You know, that's how, that, that's how this all starts, and we've talked about this countless times. Well, yeah. I'm tired about complaining, dude. It feels like we're complaining every single day, and now I'm complaining about complaining – and it's just annoying. Like, I'm a negative person, but if I'm negative because everything around me is negative, that's fucking an explosion waiting to happen. It's not good for anyone's health. Yeah, that's, that's when the complaining isn't fun anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> if, we're, if we're winning, 
I make complaining funny because there's nothing to complain about. Yeah. Now there's everything to complain about. So people think I'm fucking serious. I can't even joke. <laughs> so, the, um, we have the race series uh, this weekend. And, oh, goody. Oh, yeah. I love playing the same teams over and over and over again. I was going to so say, fun. are there any? See, here we go, complaining again. No, we get two games with the Braves in like two weeks, and then back to all this shit again. Yep. No, isn't it Monday that we play the Braves? This Monday? Yeah, it's, I know it's pretty soon. Yep. Oh, okay, maybe not two weeks, but if it's Monday, that's dope. I'm looking forward to the yeah, Braves. Yeah. They're going to kick our fucking ass. Yay! Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, we play the Braves. <laughs> oh, goody. Fucking Acuna's going to hit like five home runs. How good is he doing it? He's a... He's a... There's a player you can market. He's going to be a rookie soon and get 60 home runs for the next 15 to 20 years. Every year, 60. You know what's funny? That's the kind of expectations they're putting on him with all these comparisons. And it's disgusting. It really is. (laughs) Even if he cuts half of that, that's a pretty damn good player, and people are yep. going to be disappointed. Yeah, how do you compare a guy who's never seen a major league field yet to Trout and Mantle and all these guys? Like, it's just it's ridiculous. And they start doing it when he was sixteen. He just turned seventeen, eighteen, or whatever. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, for the Ray series, man, we need to we need to find a way to take at least two because. Yep. Um, they're not off to a great start either, but you know this whole thing with not knowing who's starting tonight—it's just—it's dumb. What? Just get Garcia up here and let him pitch. Yeah. I don't know what they're waiting for. And I everyone mean, lost in the division yesterday too, so we got a half a game up. So that's yeah. helpful. Well, that's why the series—you know—now we have to start winning. You know, you're not going to win. You know, winning every game against you know against the Rays in Toronto to make and and Boston. We haven't even played yet. Yeah, I don't believe Boston's as good as they're playing. I don't. I really do not I think they're good. Too. They're off to such a hot start. Nah, it doesn't mean shit. We've seen that before. Yeah, I know, but it's surprising. Yeah, but, uh, we were saying how. Uh, go ahead, Donald. Plus, they actually have a really good manager this year. He's, he's a better manager than we've got, and he's obviously getting more out of them. Oh, the the cheater! You're talking about the cheater. Yeah, he's, great. he's fantastic at cheating. Really good, good manager. He's a better manager than Aaron Boone, man. Yeah, because he's allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants. If yep. Aaron Boone had the balls to cheat, maybe we'd win. Well, you're allowed to do it. Manfred said you're allowed to do it. It's a hunk of metal. Who gives a fuck? Yep. Exactly. That's still no. Like if, if if I got enough money and bought the Yankees, I would tell everyone to cheat, and if they didn't do it, I'd fucking trade them. <laughs> glad that's, that's not true. Happened. No, I would trade Judge, and I'd bring in fucking assholes who cheat. I'd bring in all the fucking Astros and say, okay, guys, do whatever you want here. We don't give a shit. Win us all the all the trophies. Yeah. The other thing with the – everybody's trashing on the fucking pitching staff. The fuck are you <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck was I saying? So – uh, with the pitching staff, I think you know everybody's you know because of the slow start, everybody want everybody's slamming the fucking panic button. 
you know, that Kluber and Tyone, that Cashman, you know, it was a terrible move to bring these guys in. And aside from Cole, the Yankees had zero starting pitching. I think that, one, I think they're all wrong. Yeah, it hasn't looked pretty this year. Yeah, but it's still, you know, as much as you're tired of saying it's only April because the games count as much in April as they do in September. But the, you know, the... The severity of the losses aren't as magnified now as they will be in a month or so. But I think it might be time switch it up, bring like Michael King, call him back up. You know, let him pitch tonight, maybe. You know, being you already you know, knowing that you weren't sure what you were doing for Friday, but, but let's pitch Garcia so we don't have we, that he's so he's not available. You know, it's not that they're not bringing in the right talent. I think they're just not giving the right players the right opportunity. Just like we brought up, you know, with Frazier. You know, let King and Garcia give them a give them a shot in a rotation. Let's see let's see if that lights a little spark on everybody. Well, it's probably right. King tonight. It's gonna be I, King I, tonight. I actually I'd be disappointed if it's not King. Yeah, so it'll probably be that or a stupid bullpen day, which is gonna tax the bullpen even more than it already has been. And hopefully they uh, they get Garcia up here soon because I don't know what he needs, what more he needs to do to just show that he deserves a spot. They told us we were going to do six starters so that we didn't have to deal with this bullpen game bullshit, but they don't trust anyone on this team. That's why Herman's down. It's like I don't care that Herman's a piece of shit or that he's performing poorly. We need him so bad right now; it's not even funny, and we're not going to use him. So what? It's like fuck this team. It's pissing me off, man. It's very poorly managed. It's dreadfully managed. Yeah, it, it's, there's no fire in this team. That's the problem. And the management doesn't know how to light the spark. And that's where it starts. It's it's as much as we've given Cashman credit with the offseason moves that he made, it, it's he's got to put the, you know, actually, it's more, you know, Hal's got to put the hammer down like he's starting to. Al needs to fire Boone right now. Who knows what he's doing? That's what he needs to do. Yeah. The first, yeah, the first management move is Boone. He's got to go. Just bring, you know, let Boone go. I don't care that it's early in the season. Give uh, Eric Kratz a call, bring him in, and let's get this thing right. You know, it's not just Boone, the whole staff. The whole staff isn't good. Yeah. Go ahead, Start with Boone. You're spot on, Rob. It's like if you actually just went tomorrow and it's like, right, Aaron, you're awful. You're fired. There's nobody on even the bench that you could actually have come in as an interim basis. There's absolutely nope. nobody. There's such a lack of knowledge or experience or know-how. No, on there's the- one person that could do everything, and that's Harky. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's, he's the only one that seems to know what he's doing. Exactly. That's such a problem, man. Like – as, I, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, there's you, you need a good manager, but also a, a good bench coach that can that can add something else and in that in that manager's ear. You know what I mean? Like, isn't Terry Francona the bench coach for the race? Am I right? Who is he? Terry Francona. Yeah, he's a bench coach. No, he's he's Cleveland, isn't he? Oh, yeah. he's gone from there, right? That's yeah. been a while, Tats. God damn it. I saw a picture. Yeah, I, I saw a picture. 
Damn it, Tats. There you go. I was waiting for that. <laughs> so either way, you no, know, they had an opportunity to hire Hensley Mullins when they were looking for a new manager, and they didn't do it. They had options. They had Tony Pena was right there on their bench for Girardi, and they didn't do it. Um, I can't. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but Pedrick, the who was the AAA coach. Yeah. They didn't call him up when they could have and said they went with a guy with zero experience. And I didn't want Aaron Boone. I know we've won a lot of games with him, but it'd be hard not to with the roster that we've given him for the three right. seasons. They insulted Thompson, so he went to Philadelphia. It's like they didn't – they constantly do this where they think, oh, no, we're perfect here. We have everything we need. We can just get rid of this guy easily and replace him. Not a big deal. We can't. We clearly can't because for some – whatever reason, when we had Joe Girardi and Joe Torre in here – they had a very good supporting cast around them. I do not feel the same way about our team now. No, no. You know, you had, you know Tory had Zimmer, Girardi had Thompson. You know, Boone's got Cashman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't work. And a lot needs to change, and they're not going to do it unless, you know, we go into maybe June and we're just out of it. That's the only way they're going to yeah. make these drafts. We, we need to not make the playoffs. We need to lose badly. Yeah. That's the only way. Unfortunately, the that's the only way things are going to change. Look at our 60-game season. We barely made it to the playoffs. And now it's a very similar team that we've done this year. Uh, we look at it over the piece. This is not the great thing that we hear about. Right. The one good thing is there is plenty of time. We know they're gonna they're gonna start winning, and they're gonna use that if they do win. Let's say a hundred, a hundred games even, win the division, go to the ALCS or whatever, and then Boone's gonna stay. They're gonna say, well, you know, kind of yeah. had a slow start, and then look yep. what he's able to. You know, this team was able to turn around. You're right. He's up. gonna get all the credit when you know he's not the motivating factor here. Yeah, and you know what I think the motivating factor is going to be? I think it's going to be when Void and Severino come back. If those two are healthy and they come back and hold down anchor positions at first and and starting pitcher, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, Severino's more of a question mark because I know Void's going to do it. Void's going to be working his ass off right now. I know he's fucking in pain, not physically but emotionally, for not being able to play for the Yankees right now. It sucks for him. He wants to be here. I'm sure it's the same for Sevy. You know he wants to be out there because yeah. – Oh, yeah, no, season. no, I know, I know that. I'm just saying Sevy's kind of been out longer and, and Voight was the anchor here last year and right. really led this team. So I think, you know, he probably feels responsibility for being here and, and holding that spot down. Right. Things are a whole lot different if Sevy never gets hurt last year. Who knows how many more games we win. Maybe we beat the Rays. Who knows at this point. I know for damn sure we don't see that game two nonsense. So yeah. a lot changed when Sevy went down, and this year's rotation as well was affected because we probably well, I don't also have. Think people forget how good he is, don't you? Yeah, I'm... yeah. I, I don't forget. This is a guy I couldn't wait to get up when they called him up. I was thrilled. I was like, "We're finally yeah. doing it. We're giving the kids a shot." And then he came up, you know, kind of up and down at first. And then 2017, he was great. For like most of 2018, he was completely mm-hmm. lights out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was just. Uh, Hopefully they um or was that 2019 where you had like amazing first half and then just kind of I think it was down. I think it was 18 that he was in talks so he was in the Cy Young discussion right so he's got the stuff. Be in the states that we're going to start relying on Severino. 
and that's an issue because we shouldn't yeah. be in the place we need to rely on him. But I mean, we're going to need to ask him to be our white knight unless he unless Cash makes a trade because he's he's based it all on two starters who are coming back from Tommy John surgery. On paper, it looks good. Corey Kluber's you know got good stuff. You know, Tyon is is a terrific pitcher when he's when he's healthy and he's going to be good. Um, but you're asking two guys to go through exactly the same process. And I know mean, well, it's only April, but by the time that their arms are up to, up to, up to speed and up to strength, you know, it gets late early, as they say, you know? Yeah. I think we need to make three drastic trades. This is what I would do, and no one's going to like it, but this is what we do. All right. We give up Torres for Castillo. Boom. We'll just give them what they want. I don't care at this point. Then you make a trade with Philadelphia for Didi. Don't care what they want. Probably prospects. Then you make a um, another trade uh, for first base if we don't have Voight. Like a backup first base. That, to be honest, I'd make that trade. That's all good moves. If, if we don't have Voight. You know, yeah. if, if, he, if his yeah. timetable gets fucking crazy – then you yeah. go out and look for for first baseman. The problem is there's no market for first baseman. Yeah, because it's like catcher. It's a pretty weak position, and no one's going to give up their anchor. No, you know, and I don't even think you'd be able to get you know uh, like a like a Rizzo. You know, that's you no shot unless the unless the Cubs really you know go into rebuilding. But they're in the same kind of territory that we are. They can you know either continue to sink or turn into a team that can, you know, win yeah. nine games. Yeah, their, their season is still, can still sway you either way. Yeah. And I oh. think our rotation is going to be fine. You know, we have – we know Herman has decent stuff. He's not the pitcher we saw the first two starts. You know, he's going to be better. We know Kluber's going to get going. He may not be the ace he was in Cleveland, but he's going to be better than what we've seen. Tyone hasn't looked terrible. It's been two starts. You know, he looked okay his first start, and then he had a rough inning, really, his last start. And he's, he's going to be all right. It's just it needs to get going. That's the thing. Well, Kluber's like – it was the defense that really let him down in that game. It's not like he was getting lit up. Right. You know, he so, should trade Clint, too, by the way. Yeah. We're not going to use him. Just trade him. I would do fucking Clint and Hicks for Whit Merrifield. There you go. If the Yankees are so obsessed with this lefty-righty matchup, why didn't which they are suddenly now after spring training <laughs> season? Why didn't they think about it during the during the off season? If they thought this was such an imbalanced roster, um, why didn't they look to address it instead of fucking about with bench, which makes no difference? Yeah, and it makes no sense because we had a shot at Brantley if we wanted to yeah, spend exactly. the money for it, and he would have fixed half these issues. Well, exactly. because everybody was obsessed with the pitching because, the well, we need better pitching. We need better pitching. Meanwhile, the pitching in the last couple of postseasons were pretty good. It was the situational hitting that lost us those series. Yeah. So they focused on the pitching and forgot about the infield. You know, they forgot about getting solid defensive. I don't play. think they forgot about it. I think they ran out of time because they were playing the waiting game to save on money. I think that's what it was because they did make the moves they need to make. It's just by the time we had the opportunity to make it, half the players we were looking at were gone and the options were there and then not good. 
as fans, if we knew that Clint Frazier, they were never going to trust Clint Frazier. We all knew it even, even when they promised him the left field spot. Yeah, we, we should have seen that. They were never going to trust him. If we as I fans didn't trust that, it, but I wanted to believe them because I had hope that he could be our left fielder, and they're just not going to give it to him. No, but what well, my point is, is yeah. if we kind of knew as fans that they were never going to trust them, they obviously the organization knew. So why, why, why this? If they really didn't trust them, then move them for a starter, like a proper number two starter, and then they could have signed Brantley or some, you know, uh, you know, a lefty swinging bat that can start every game. If that was such an issue for them, it's just such. Uh, that's the issue. It's like the communication within the organization and the mixed messages. You, you don't really know what's up or down with this team. Or the way it's being run. Yeah, that's well, a great they point. Hide information from everyone. It's it's not just the fans anymore. It's both the media, the fans, and the players. That's not a healthy relationship that anyone can have. What do we say in relationships? The best thing is honesty. Well, they're not being honest with anyone, and it's biting them in the ass. To be honest, they had an opportunity to really transform the roster a little bit. And one of the things they could have done, which is drastic, was not pre-sign DJ and I we know everyone wanted DJ back I wanted DJ back I'm not upset I'm not saying I don't want him anymore yeah but there was a way to get two lefties if they would have you know got Brantley traded Frazier maybe re-signed Didi all of a sudden there's more balance in the lineup even though you lose a great player like DJ that's a trade-off they could have considered making if they wanted to balance off this lineup but like you said Donald they didn't care about it now they do all of a sudden. I would now, have done the Torres trade. That's the problem is I would have done DJ LeMayu and then tried to trade Torres to fix the problems that you just mentioned. They could have done that as well. There's There was a lot of options, but they didn't care about it. And this is what Donald kept saying. They didn't care about the, le- the lefty-righty matchup. 12 games into the season, now they do. Yeah. So I, who can trust anything this organization tells us anymore? No. Let no, Clint Frazier go out there. They said they were not going to panic this early in the season, and they started at eight, at by game eight. So it's like <laughs> nah, man, game one they were already starting. Right, but the, I mean, what they started doing with Clint Frazier basically oh, happened at game eight, and it's like. And the funny thing is, Clint Frazier started off well. He was batting four hundred. I remember it was like two, three games in, he was batting four hundred. We're like, hey, I'm quite happy with Clint Frazier. And then started. one bad game, two bad games. And then they're like, chaos, panic, right? Forget Glenn Fraser. Right. Yet Torres has had multiple bad games, and they're just going to keep pushing him out there at a position that he clearly is not comfortable at and might not ever be because his feet just don't move as quick and his arms just not working. The whole body is not stable with his motion to first. The thing with Torres is he's really good, but his focus can go. Like sometimes he loses focus. And a shortstop, you cannot lose focus at any point. Because no. you're the quarterback yep. of the infield at shortstop. You are the quarterback of the infield. It's one of the most important positions in all of sports outside a quarterback and point guard. Then you're looking at shortstop. Right yeah, up and it's a thinking position too, which is, is the issue because he needs to shut that off and just play the game, and he's not yeah. doing either. He doesn't do it. It's all Doc Adams' fault. <laughs> That's why he's uncomfortable a second because he does have – He's got longer to, to, to put things together. But shortstop is everyone's like that. And there's so much technique. The problem, I think, with, with Torres is 
the organization got was too focused on the fact that he was, you know, drafted as, you know, he, he, in the minor leagues, he was the shortstop. But just because you would, you know, you were, you know, drafted as a, as a shortstop doesn't mean that that's the only position you're going to be able to play. I think that when they moved him to second for that season, you, you saw where Torres's value really was. He was very comfortable at second base. Yeah. You know, just be, you know, maybe he's just not the shortstop they thought he was going to develop to be. But you saw the value of him in a different on the other side of, of second base. Well, look at shortstop for for a second, Pats. Mm-hmm. It's twice as much work as yep. second base. And we just established thinking is something that you need to do that position. And he's having a very hard time, you know, transitioning from, from the two. Yeah. Yeah. You, when they, you always see, he almost looks like he's always got that nervous look on his face every time he's on the field. That's not what you want. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's, the tell, that's the tell right there. The thing I'm concerned about is we know about Brian Cashman is he often doubles and trebles down on something that he believes in. Um, and we know that going into uh, the year last year where they started with Torres as the starting shortstop, there was actually discussions internally that there was quite a lot of people in the front office that didn't believe that Torres could play shortstop. But Cashman has been right in this. He really believes in it. And I'm a little worried that even if the evidence points to the contrary, that he's going to stick with it in order to, to prove his point. Kind of like what he's doing with Aaron Boone. Because a lot of the, it's all kind of pointing towards the fact that Aaron Boone is not a particularly good manager. But he's probably going to go and double and triple down on that too. Yeah, I think Cashman's ego is starting to interfere with the product on the field. You know, and it's not a knock on him. He's, you know, he's... he's no. He's made phenomenal moves. We've talked about them, but he's also made some mistakes. We've talked about those. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, you know, is it time? What would have to happen for, for them to move on from Cashman? I don't think they will because he's like a They're not going team. to. You know, and then the, the, the other side of that question is who the hell are you going to bring in that, that could do the job that he's done? Exactly. No, I, Yankee King. Yeah. See, that's the thing, man. I'm, I'm in a similar position as you. I would never, ever, ever advocate for him to be fired. I can point out the things that he's made mistakes with, and he's made some mistakes this offseason. He's done a lot of great things this offseason. made some mistakes, too. Now, all we're doing is calling that out. We are not advocating for him to be fired because no. if he got fired today, he'd have a job in two minutes, a new job in two minutes, a new yeah. GM somewhere else, or some other great team. Um, we've, we're, we're, we're lucky to have a GM like him, but he's made some mistakes. There's no question. Yeah, yeah but he's done everything he's needed to do with the resources that they give him. It's like yeah. he used to have all the money in the world. He did it that way. Then they said, okay, you got to get under the cap. So he did it that way. He turned multiple players who were bummed into stars. Like, what does he need to do to get respect from this organization that he's been with for, what, 25 years now and has won five championships for us? We need well, to calm down and have him. faith in him. The organization loves him, man. They treat him like family. He's like another Steinbrenner. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's why he's not going to leave unless Hal sells the team or dies. Exactly. He won't. But he does have an ego. He is. He does have a renowned ego. And uh, this okay. Aaron Boone thing 
is Cashman's definitely... an asshole. I mean, he was not good to his wife either. And I, I still bring that up because you're a dickhead, man. You cheated on your wife multiple times with someone who was really ugly. <laughs> no, if you're going to cheat, get a fucking supermodel, not a fucking housemaid. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, and he got her pregnant. He got his maid pregnant, Schwarzenegger. What are you doing? You're, you're the fucking Terminator. You can terminate anything, dude. <laughs> so, Rob, is there a trivia question tonight? Yes, yes, yes. It's the last one of the week. Uh, what ahead. about uh, Donald's awards? Winners and losers yesterday. We're all losers. Done. Okay. We're all losers. Oh, I, I'll tell you what. I get the L award because I said that Terry Franklin is a bench coach in the race. Complete lie. It's Matt Quattaro. I was thinking of Matt Quattaro because he's actually been with the organization in baseball circles for like 10, 12 years. He's a, I was thinking of him because he's well known. Donald. Franco and I. Yeah, yeah Manfred gets the, gets the L for the way he mishandled yeah, Jackie Robinson. Apologize for that. I'm delirious. The Yankees are depressing me. I'm delirious. Right. Well, okay. Trivia time. Let's right. do this shit. I got stuff to do. Oh, do you now? Anyway, we've only had two right answers this week, Donald and Evan. So, Tats, shockingly slacking. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> to celebrate the release of MLB 21, the show. Great game, by the way. Real fun. You get to be a two-way player and grow to the show. I'm going to be cool. the next Otani. Wait, do, you do? Really? Yeah, you get the option. It's pretty cool. Oh, shit. That's fun. Yeah, that's it's really fun. Uh, that's, I'm a little sleepy right now. I stayed up a little too long playing that yesterday. Anyway. <laughs> What Yankee was on the cover of MLB 98? Tats. MLB 98. Was it Mo? Mm-mm. Uh, Pretzel, you go next. Derek Jeter. Wrong. Donald. And Sammy Sosa. So what Yankee was on the cover? <laughs> I don't believe Sammy was ever a Yankee, but no. I gotta check it up. I wanted him to be a Yankee. He would have been a great Yankee. <laughs> Guess who takes the L for that one? Tax, go ahead. For ninety-eight. Was it Clemens? Oh. Yeah, so that's what I was just gonna say. Jackie Robinson. Was it Cano? No, Cano. Are you fucking kidding me, right? You were done with trivia for a week. No, what the fuck? You're screwing me up. He kept saying Cano. Was Cano even born yet, Tats? No. It was Bernie Williams. I was about to say Bernie Williams, too, was my third gift. Motherfucker. I got the Robinson. I got Jackie Robinson in my head, so that's why I thought Mo because of forty-two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all the time we have for you today. We apparently don't know shit. You know. I thought. Well, at least he was a Yankee. That's another L. For the L reward. We'll be back on Sunday if we learn baseball by then. See you guys. Oh wait, Evan, you know what? I have a question for you. Oh good. All right. We talk yeah, with Jackie Robinson, the history of the game. Um which of the unbreakable records, whether it's Pete Rose or Cal Rookman Jr., which one do you which record do you think will you know is the easiest to break? 
Well, easiest to break. Cal Ripken Jr.'s record's never going to be broken. We're never going to see someone last that long. Um, easiest to break? I mean, Pete Rose, you could probably say easiest if there's a player who figures out how to play for 30 years and hits nothing but singles every fucking game. Um, but no, I think all these records right now are pretty damn tough. Maybe the home run record could be broken. Not now. I mean, maybe. I don't. Who knows? They'd have to bring steroids back, man. <laughs> Honestly, because there's no way you can do it. I don't. I don't think steroids have left. It's just I don't think they can do it now because uh, they're fucking about with the ball now to make it make to make it harder. <laughs> you know what I mean? To, to make it harder to hit home runs. I think uh, that's never gonna happen. Well, Manfred's gonna make sure the game doesn't last long enough to break any records. <laughs> um, all right. Well, on behalf of everybody, Hope everybody enjoys their day. Stay safe. Stay smart. Let's go, Yankees. Stay smart. Unlike us. No. Yeah. yeah that, that was terrible. Robinson, terrible. Terrible.